So here's a fun story. One time, me and Kevin went to Halloween Horror Nights, and while we were there, we naturally got talking about our underwear. Always seems to happen at a Halloween Horror Nights. Sure. But this is when Kevin first told me about MeUndies. Uh, I'd heard about MeUndies from a lot of people, but for whatever reason, Kevin was the one that really sold me on them, and I've made the switch, and I'm so happy that I did. They're so comfortable, they don't crinkle up. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like I'm wearing anything. Nothing at all. It's stupid sexy flanders. And they come <laughs> in, in great patterns that are super fun. Uh, right now, what am I wearing right now? Uh, oh, I got the Office on right now. The Office version, Dunder Mifflin. Nice, I got some wolves. Super fun patterns and super buttery smooth and just the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. And we want you guys to enjoy MeUndies as much as we do. So right now, if you go to cultusplat.com slash MeUndies, that's cultusplat.com slash MeUndies, and click on build a pack, you can get 30% off packs of three, six, or 10. That is a good deal. It is a good deal. In fact, it's a great deal. So go get it. Get yourself some comfy ass undies and put your ass in some me undies. Welcome to another episode of Cult of Splat. I am your host, Taylor Bartle, here once again with my co-host, Kevin Nesgoda. Yo. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Yourself? Not so bad. Oh, you know what? It's good to be back because Jesus and I love you, Taylor. <laughs> Jesus and I love you too, Kevin. Oh. But I do have to wonder, is this what the good Lord wants for you? You know, I, I pondered that myself because I have no idea what that dude wants for me anymore. I'm starting to think he doesn't exist. Blasphemy. I know, especially with this religious film that we're about to review. That's right. Uh, Today we are talking about the 1997 religious scripture known as Orgasmo. Orgasmo! And Chota Boy. (laughs) Written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, of course, uh, most well-known as the guys who created South Park. And directed by Trey Parker. And starring Trey Parker. And starring Trey Parker with a, a uh, lesser role by Matt Stone. Yeah, I love Matt Stone's role, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if we can quote his stuff, though, without getting canceled. You know? And that's, my, and that's the big thing with me, is like, how much of this movie can we talk about and not get canceled? <laughs> um, well, I'll go into that a little more when we get to that part. Okay. I, have, I have some thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, critics consensus on this 47%, so not as bad as some others. It's it, We're out of single digits for the first time in a month, I think. <laughs> uh, audience rating is 66%, which is surprisingly low, t- in my opinion. I like. I think this is my favorite Matt Stone and Trey Parker movie. Dude, everybody I know loves this movie. Yeah, there's not a... My, my wife loves this movie, and she hates movies like this. That's, if I like a movie, that's she surprising. hates it. It really is, because any movie I like, she hates. Yeah, uh, Lynn only watched the last half hour, and she was like, this is painful to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So, not everyone I know loves it. Okay, but she only saw the last half hour, and there's some cheesy shit in the last half hour. Yeah. 
The critics' consensus says more juvenile than provocative, Orgasmo may have enough good-natured raunch to satisfy writer-director Trey Parker's fans, but its satire is too soft to compete with the South Park co-creator's best work. Well, this did technically come before South Park. South Park debuted before this, but this was written before South Park. Yes. Anyway. Uh, the, the IMDb short synopsis says, Naive young Mormon Joe Young is recruited to act in porn movies. Yeah. Which, like, this is one of those times where they're right, but they're also missing a lot of key details. They're missing quite a bit, actually. You know, yeah. he just doesn't like, hey, Mormon boy, come and do porno. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not just just a Mormon does porn. Like, there's more to it than that. But Hold on. Wait a second. I have a film idea. Thank you for the title. Okay, so uh, should we just jump into it? I think we should jump into it. Okay. We uh, open up on some comic book style credits, a la Mallrats, for Orgasmo, who is a porn superhero, uh, to the tune of Now You're a Man by the band DVDA. Do you know what DVDA stands for? We'll get to that later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this song is fantastic. It has pretty much one lyric. Now you're a man. A man, oh, man, 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 man. A man, a man, a man. Uh, and one of the best lines in the song is, uh, what makes a man is it the woman in his arms? Just because she has big titties. <laughs> or is it the way he fights every day? No, it's probably the titties. <laughs> Well, it's true. So we open up and we discover that we are in Hollywood, open up on Hollywood Hills. We see these two uh, Mormon elders walking down the street. One of them is Elder Joe Young, which Elder Young, is that a, is that a, supposed to be a joke? It has to be because... Um, Wait, elder meaning older, Young? Oh, no. Young is like the most popular um, Mormon name, I think. Well, no, I get that, like Brigham Young and stuff, but... Yeah, Joe Smith. I just feel like Elder Young just sounds funny. And so I'm just like, is that a joke? And if it is, is it funny? Yes. Never thought about that, actually. It, I mean, it, it could very well just not be a joke. And they were just like, yeah, like Brigham Young, yeah, Elder Young. Yeah. 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 It also probably plays into what they're trying to, for his name later, to make it easy to change. Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't even pay attention to the other guy's name because he's not of any consequence to the movie. No, he's in it for all of 45 total seconds, I think. Yeah, but the two of them are going door to door, practicing or preaching Mormonism as as they're wont to do. Uh, but they go to one guy and they say, you know, what would you say if someone offered you peace and happiness through all eternity? And the guy's like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Slam, slams the door in their face and they're like, thank you. Have a nice day. At least they're nice about it, you know? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, on the other side of town, we see a very low-budget porn studio. Very low-budget. Uh, Julie Ashton, who is an actual adult film star, is uh, getting ready for her scene. I'm so horny. <laughs> when all of a sudden a big man-ass covers up the entire screen. <laughs> Where do you want me? Uh, and you know he's like, I'm going to give it to you. And she's like, oh, good, because I'm so badly wanting it. <laughs> just terrible acting as pornos often have yeah, they've gotten better recently 
I think. I think the budgets have probably gone up. A little bit, yeah. The production although although who pays for porn anymore? It's a good point. <laughs> That's all reality porn now. But I mean, even like professional stuff, it's it's all free on the internet. That's true. Uh, but the guy slaps his ass and then jumps in there, <laughs> which becomes a recurring theme. You know, sometimes when I go to do something, I'll slap my ass. <laughs> if somebody's like, Kevin, go do this. I'm like, I haven't slapped my ass yet. We see the Mormons get another door slammed in their face. And Joe looks at the other guy and he's like, almost. <laughs> so close. We're getting there. Back to our porn set. Uh, Julie Ashton is saying, you know, give it to me, you big stud. And the guy's like, I'm not a stud. I'm, and like, you know, pulls off a really bad rubber mask. He's like, I'm Jizz Master Zero. Uh, and it's Ron Jeremy, who, of course, is a terrible person. A terrible, terrible person. Terrible. I'm, he's in jail still, right? As far as I know, yeah. Ah, fuck that guy. Why would you have to rape women when you're paid to have sex with women? Yeah, no shit. It doesn't make sense. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sure Trey and Matt would not have cast him had they known what was going on, but he was the most famous porn star in the world at the time, despite being an ugly, ugly man. <laughs> he looks close to Danny DeVito in like height, form. Yeah. Amount of hair. Yeah. He's a Danny DeVito of porn. But not as funny. Or no, as, not as funny. Or as good of a person. Yeah. Fuck Ron Jeremy. But, did I say that? I, you did, but you can always say it more than once. Right, it's fine. Ron Jeremy. But not literally. Hopefully he's on the receiving end in prison. In prison, he's the pie. Uh, the superhero bursts through the wall. Uh, Julie Ashton is like, orgasmo! Jizzmaster Zero says, you can't defeat me, orgasmo! And this guy, who looks like um, oh, fucking Lundergaard or Lundberg yeah. from Office Space. Um, oh, oh, Gary Cole. Gary Cole, yeah, but not Gary Cole. It's not Gary Cole, but it looks like Gary Cole. Like a young Gary Cole. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, I can too. <laughs> Again, just terrible acting. Great porno stuff here. Yeah. Back to the Mormons. They go to a nice old lady's uh, door. I almost said office. <laughs> hey, she could be a work-from-home person. That's true. Know? She could. Even though it wasn't that popular in 1997. I mean, maybe she's... Uh, I was going to say maybe she's selling stuff on Etsy, but I guess Etsy wasn't a thing back then. But the internet was barely a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's this nice old lady, so they're like, okay, maybe we've got a chance here. And they're like, you know, hey, we're from the Church of Latter-day Saints. And she says, oh, the Mormons. You two boys can just fuck right off. Excuse me? You can take that Book of Mormon and shove it so far up your righteous asses that you choke, you soul-soliciting pig fuckers. <laughs> oh, the way she delivers it, she's so sweet and nice. And it's just like, yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Absolutely love I, it. I have definitely called people soul-soliciting pig fuckers before. Yeah. And I try to tell people to fuck off in the nicest possible way sometimes because of this old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had like Mormons come up to your door and you accidentally answered? Uh, dude, my family is Mormon. Oh. So they <laughs> just come in whenever the fuck they want. <laughs> they're invited. Like <laughs> They're like vampires. They literally are soul-sucking sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, soul-soliciting pig fuckers. Soul thank you very much. <laughs> pig fuckers, my bad. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one time I had these Mormons come to my house and like I was coming home from the store and I was 18, just about to go off to college. And, um, you know, I come back from the store and they're just walking down the street I'm like, shit, I should have saw them. And they like follow me up and I'm like, all right, guys, I don't want to hear it. You know, I know all about your, you know, your stuff. And they're like, is there anything we can do to help you around the house? I'm like, well, I'm, you know, need help packing and cleaning my room before I leave. And they're like, okay. So they come and help me like pack for a little bit. You know, they're telling me about Jesus. I'm ignoring them. And uh, they happen to pull my porn stash and <laughs> they're like, oh, huh. Do you want this pack? I'm like, no, nah, I can get that myself. <laughs> <laughs> they left shortly thereafter. That's good. Yeah. It's for the been like, yeah, I I need help cleaning up the uh, the salt pentagram after the orgy. Yeah. So if you guys can help with that, that'd be great. Yeah, it's down in the basement. Here, let me get my knives. Um, back at the porn set, Orgasmo is doing a fighting scene, and he he jams his pinky finger, and so he kind of freaks out, backs into a light which falls onto a uh, curtain or something which catches fire. And just like all shit goes to hell. And so the director, Max Orbison, comes in and he tells him, you know, to pull his shit together. And the guy's like, I, I can't. I, I hurt my finger. And so he just grabs him by the dick and balls and says, tells him to get back to work. We find out that our elder Joe needs money to rent the church because he him and his fiance Lisa want to get married in the church because they're Mormon. Yeah. And they got to get in the big church with the tabernacle choir and all that good stuff. That's back-to-back episodes talking about the tabernacle choir. That's right. Donnie and Marie loving freaks. <laughs> Go sing the tabernacle choir. Um, Back to the porn scene. The acting is getting worse because now Julie Ashton just doesn't even give a fuck. Uh, the guy bursts through the wall and she's just like, orgasmo. Hooray. <laughs> but then there's a, you know, we hear the doorbell. And Orgasmo's like, what the hell is that? And Julie Ashton is like, it's the front door, stupid. <laughs> Which is delivered per- perfectly. Yeah. And so the security guard on the set, whose name is Bilbo, who looks kind of like Ogre. It is what Ogre has become later in life. Yeah. Cleaned himself up a little bit. Started working on porn sets. But not fucking. Just No, he hopes to one day. But right now he's just gone to the front door. Yeah. So he goes and he opens the door and it's, it's the Mormons and they tell him, you know, that we're here from the church of Latter-day Saints and we want to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he's like, all right, hang on. Goes back to Orbison and says, hey guys, or hey boss, some guys from Jesus? Cut their balls off. <laughs> I don't know why, but that line cracks me up every time. Some guys from Jesus? Jesus? <laughs> Orbison says, cut their balls off. Okay. Goes, okay. <laughs> opens the door. Flicks open his switchblade. He's like, I got to take your balls now. What? <laughs> Why? That would be a little, you know, taken aback. Like the guy like comes like to the door. He's like, oh, seems kind of nice. Comes back with a switchblade. And it's like, I got to take your balls now. <laughs> and says it like it's a command. Like, yeah. sorry, it's just something I have to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to do this just so you guys know. You guys seem nice and everything, but I have to castrate. <laughs> Which might be scarier than someone who actually wants to. Yeah, just because they're so, yeah, they're just, they just, they have no mind of their own. They're just following orders. That's right. Our episode brought to you by the U.S. military. 
the U.S. military, taking orders since 1776. So Bilbo starts beating down the two Mormons until finally Joe is just like, look, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, oh, you don't want to hurt me? And then Joe just you know, gives him the Sam Beckett quantum leap spin kick. Beautifully delivered. Yeah, and then you know, gives him another couple of roundhouses. Orbison's like, guards, more guards! And all these guards run out, and suddenly it's like a, a kung fu movie, complete with bad dubbing. <laughs> Terrible dubbing. And everybody just knows karate automatically, or kung fu, or whatever they're doing in this. It's all the same to me. Yeah. I just love that all these guards run out, run out and Joe's just like, Ho? 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 Ha, so. And then he just starts kicking everybody's asses with roundhouse kicks and he double clotheslines two guys at a time. And so finally Max says, you know, hey, why don't you, you come inside? And so Joe starts reciting scripture to Max. And <laughs> Max says, another one of my favorite lines where he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I dig that Jesus guy. Kids love him. <laughs> happy tart? Oh, thank you. What's with the damn happy tarts? I don't know. They're in the entire movie. Also, this podcast brought to you by Happy Tarts. Brought to you by happy Tarts. But he asked Joe, you ever consider acting? And he says, oh, well, I did major in theater at BYU. So he's like, that, that's perfect. You know, I want you to I want you to come act in my movie. It's uh, an action adventure porno. Joe's like, pornographic? But Max offers him $5,000 for two days' work. I'd do it. Yeah, and the other orgasm was like, you were only giving me 300 That's a huge jump. That is a big jump. You probably want to start at 500 and then go up from there. Yeah, really. 300 to 5000 you know, You're leaving a lot of money on the table there. Yeah, but I mean, even at five grand, Joe says he can't do it. He can't go against his values. But Max starts telling him, you know, this is not your average porto. It's got it's got a touching script and a poignant story about very important issues. Joe's like, but are there people having intercourse? It's an adult film. Yeah. But so Max comes back, offers him seven grand. Joe still won't do it. He says, How about ten? He's like, ah, you know, that ten dollars would be great, but I just I can't can't bring myself to do that. He's like, look, how about this? You won't even have to have sex. We'll, we'll use a, a stunt cock. Stunt cock. Stunt cock. Just kidding there, fuck. Finally, he offers him 20 grand. Which just happens to be the exact amount of money he needs to get married in the temple or the church or whatever the hell it is. He won't commit. He says he has to think about it. Max is just like, okay, yeah, you go think about it. We start shooting Monday morning. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to think about it. All right, you start at 10. All right, I'm going to think about it. But so the the guy whose ass we saw, his name is Rogers. That's a hairy ass, too. Well, yeah, he's a hairy dude. He's a very hairy dude. He's talking to Orbison. He says, you know, this guy, I don't know, he doesn't seem like the porno type to me. And Max is like, that's why he's perfect for orgasmo. He's so prissy and wholesome. Just like he won in a superhero. You know what? Thinking about it, 1997, this is like pre-Spider-Man and all everything, so... Orgasmo really started the uh, superhero phase and fad in America. I mean, sure, there was the Superman movies in the 80s, but... Nah, people were over that by then. By 97. <laughs> Superheroes were dead. No one gave a shit. Well, I guess there was Batman. But they got started to get stupid in 97. It wasn't Michael Keaton anymore. Was it Val Kilmer? What, what year was Batman Forever? Uh, Batman Forever was... I liked Batman Forever. I, it was 95. 
Oh, okay. I know it got a lot of heat, but I liked Batman Forever. Is it going to be on our list? It is on our list. Ooh. I need to Batman and Robin is doo-doo, but... But so Joe calls his fiance Lisa. Lisa's like, Utah isn't as nice without you, Joe. Aww. But he tells her that he got offered this part in a movie, uh, and he's, he's you know considering it because it's $20,000, and Lisa just shrieks in his ear. Loudest scream ever. And he says, you know, I don't know if I want to do it because there's, there's things in the movie that are against God's way. And she, Lisa says, you know, sure, sometimes movies are crude, but if the Lord understands that you need money for your family's future, then this is his, you know, his, he's guiding you. So he tells her that he's doing Death of a Salesman. Because that's nice and wholesome. At least to a Mormon. I, I guess. The guy kills himself at the end. <laughs> that's true. But they, they get off the phone by saying, Jesus and I love you. Oh, I love saying that to people. <laughs> Jesus and I love you. Joe then kneels down in front of a little Jesus statue that he has. And he says, you know, if, if you don't want me to do this, just give me a sign. And suddenly there's an earthquake. Dishes start falling off the counters. And Jesus falls over and his head falls off. <laughs> and Joe's like, any sign at all. So, you know, obviously he was going to do it regardless. The next day, Joe does not show up at his 10 a.m. Uh, call time. So Orbison tells Rogers that him and Pickle Dick, who is uh, Ron Jeremy, to go find him. He says, if he doesn't act in my film, tell him his friends, his parents, and his fucking pets are going to pay. Orbison is such a mobster. Leave, leave the pets out of it. Yeah, like, you can hurt my parents, just don't touch my dogs. Yeah, they didn't do anything. No, they're nice. Uh, but Joe finally shows up just as they're going out to go find him. Uh, Julie Ashton comes out again, and Orbison introduces the two, says, have you met our new orgasmo? The first thing she says to him is, hi, are we fucking? <laughs> no, we're going to get it's so weird to think about, like, that shit probably happens on porn sets. Like, yeah, people, that's like the first the question. First time, you... Yeah. And then, you know, he, the dude's nine inches deep five minutes later. Yeah. Are we fucking? Yeah. But I'm not licking ass today. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I told you, no ass licking today. I'm not an ass licker. Orbison's like, okay, okay, no ass licking. I tell you, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Back in wardrobe, um, Orgasmo meets Ben Chapleski, who plays Chota Boy, Orgasmo's sidekick. Uh, he's played by Little Bitch. Squeak Scolari. Squeak. One of the actresses like takes her top off, and Joe's like, ah! <laughs> like, runs behind the little, you know, those, what are they called? Like, folding, changing... I you think they just cartoons and shit all the time. Changing screen? I think that's privacy screen, something like that. But so Chota Boy's power, if you will, is that he has these specially designed sex toys. Because he's smart. That's yeah. He asked Joe if he's worked in porn before and Joe says, you know, oh, no, no, I'm actually a normal person. Chota Boy says, you know, I have PhDs in physics and engineering from uh oh, from Princeton, right? MIT. Oh yeah. In Boston? In in Boston? Cambridge, actually. Oh. That's just so subtle. It's just like, no, Cambridge. Yeah. Which, of course, is right outside Boston. Yeah, it's like, it's Boston suburb. It's right there. That's the joke. Yeah. But he explains that he does porn because he has an overactive sex drive. And uh, surprisingly, women don't take him seriously, he says, as he puts on a helmet with a giant dildo sticking straight out the top. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a good 12-incher right there, I'd say. And I love Joe asking him, if you're such a genius, you know, don't you think Heavenly Father has something more important planned for you? Who? You. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so good. It is so good. I love that part. I love the whole movie. Yeah. So Orbison tells Joe, you know, the Joe says, you know, he doesn't want to be doesn't want his name anywhere on it or anything. So he's like, oh no, of course, we'll get you a stage name. Uh young, right? Uh Mung, bung, tongue, hung, Tom hung. You like that? Not really. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so they're getting ready for their scene. The idea is that there's going to be Jizzmaster uh, Zero and two girls are getting busy on the bed. Orgasmo and Chota Boy are going to burst through the wall. They fight with Jizzmaster Zero and his henchmen. And then you all fuck like nasty pigs. Like nasty pigs. Got it. Uh, then Joe says, you know, I, I thought we were going to use a, a stunt, you know. Cock. It's like, yeah, stunt, stunt cock. cock. <laughs> he says, stunt cock is for penetration. He says, penetration? Who's going to be penetrated? <laughs> he says, penetration you don't do, but you do need to get nasty with the ladies. So they start shooting, and we see Dave, the light lighting guy. This is Matt Stone's character. <laughs> and he is fantastic. Oh, he is so good. He's Orbison's so excitable. Like, yeah, Orbison's like, lights. And Dave goes, lights are on a stable, Captain. Woohoo! Let's see some fucking action. <laughs> and everybody's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Orbison calls this action. He's like, and we're sucking. <laughs> Which, the idea of, like, if you just stop and think about how weird it must be to direct porn. It, I, wow, well, yeah, I'm. It's like, no, I can't. It's like, it's kind of breaking my mind right now. It's like, <laughs> I couldn't tell two people how to have sex. <laughs> and like, it almost seems like it would like kill your sex drive. Right. You just become so desensitized to it. Yeah, exactly. But then Dave yells out, suck that oh, cock. Dave. Sorry. Joe sorry. Is, Joe is standing there just aghast. Like his jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I just love it, Matt or uh, Trey Parker's like just facial reactions to this whole movie. Yeah, but so they burst through the wall. They beat up Jizzmaster Zero and his henchmen, and of course the girls are you know like, oh, now it's time to repay you. So they all start getting down, but obviously Joe is not doing anything. He's just sitting there, and um, Orbison is like, go on, kiss her, and so he like kisses her on the cheek. Not like your mom. <laughs> Use your tongue. And Joe says, how would Christ benefit from me putting my tongue in someone's mouth? <laughs> That's also a great what, what a line to use just to throw people off just from random sh- doing random shit. Yeah. How would me doing the dishes benefit Christ? <laughs> <laughs> what? But so they call for the stunt cock by literally just screaming stunt cock. And it's like three or four, you hear three or four different voices. And I'm pretty sure they're all either Trey Parker or Matt Stone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing? And the guy comes out, hey, how you doing? Slaps his ass. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I love how he says it to like every person. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? He's a nice guy. You know, that's the type that's of people it. you want to work with. He's non-toxic. He's there. He's, you know, he cares about how you are doing. That's right. And then he is going to ball you so deep when he gets <laughs> to work. <laughs> so Joe goes and stands behind the camera, and Dave comes up to him, and he says... <laughs> He says, do you ever see that movie Clash of the Titans? 
I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Now, I get what you're saying about how this could be considered problematic. Especially during Pride Month. In that it's, you know, a little homophobic in the way, the way he says, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing. Right. But, like, as the, I mean, kind of spoiler alert here, but as the movie goes on, you find out that Dave might be a little maybe bi-curious. At the very least. At the very least. And so maybe it's just, you know, he's kind of coming to terms. And so he's like, this is kind of his awkward way of flirting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. The way his character, he actually has a pretty deep character arc for like the six times he speaks the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You're probably spot on. I don't know if they meant it to be that deep, but like just watching it with a 2022 sensibility, it's kind of like, oh, he's maybe he's a little closeted. Yeah, and he's just coming out. You know, he works on yeah. straight porn sets, and, you know, he got pretty excited about seeing a dick get sucked. He's kind of like the Todd. Yeah, he's just there to have fun. He's got a, his banana hammock on. He's ready to go. He's ready to slap <laughs> some five and get it on. Uh, I love that, like, while they're, the sex scene is going on, you hear someone go, oh, whoopee! <laughs> Who the hell said that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that next time I have sex. (laughs) Yay! It will will be the last time. Probably. My wife constantly threatens to cut me off. But so Joe is reading the Book of Mormon and this (laughs) elderly porn actress comes up and she's like, oh, oh, what are you reading? He's like, oh, it's, you know, the Book of Mormon. It's one of the New Testaments of the the, uh, story of Jesus Christ. She's like, oh, is it any good? And like, gets this glint in his eye oh, he gets so happy he's like yeah i can convert somebody so he starts telling her all these stories and he says you know well the people wouldn't hire the mormons because of their beliefs and she's like they should have done double anal <laughs> he's like excuse me she's like you get to my age you got to do double anal me i'm the only person in the business that'll do double vaginal and double, double anal. anal you know dvda hey that's a band name <laughs> And uh, Joe starts talking about how the Mormons were persecuted. She's like, you want to talk about persecuted? You try having four dicks in you at one time. <laughs> and he's so disgusted. He just goes, no, thank you. <laughs> Funny story. The Mormons are actually the ones who started the prostitution business in Las Vegas. Is that right? That is correct. According to Las Vegas history that I read one time, like a couple of years back. I believe it. Yeah. They're pretty repressed. They're pretty repressed, you know. How how would random people being sold into sex slavery benefit Christ? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it makes me rich. And then I can give <laughs> Jesus more money when I get up there. So that night, the crew head to G-Fresh Sushi. Uh, if you've seen Cannibal the Musical, which is another great Trey Parker and Matt Stone film. Wasn't that their, like, student thesis? That was their... Uh, it was either... That or it was like their first movie out of college. I okay. don't know. But yeah, it was like their first their first film. Uh, G Fresh is an old Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> in Cannibal the Musical, he plays a Native American. <laughs> That's right. And in this, he well, I mean, he plays an Asian who believes he's a Native American, I guess, because he's like, Don't you believe we are Indians? <laughs> <laughs> we have many teepees. <laughs> but in this one he thinks he's black 
Yes. And I don't just mean because, like, he talks with, like, you know, he talks in uh, African-American dialect or anything. He Like, at one point, he talks about his black ass. Your mama. <laughs> so he's the owner of the sushi place. And suddenly these thugs burst in. And they're from the dance club next door. And they want him to sign over his restaurant so that they can make their dance club bigger. But, of course, G-Fresh tells them, homie, don't play that. <laughs> As he's wielding, like, a 12-foot, like, sushi knife. Yeah. But they just smash up the place. One guy starts taking every toothpick out of the little toothpick holder, one at a time, and snapping them. And everyone's and the like, whole place oh, just... <gasps> how dare he? Um, and, you know, Joe has never seen anything like this, so he's just like, you know, why? how, how could something like this happen? And Julie Ashton is like, where are you from? Iowa or something? No, Utah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then they, they have, you know, a little karaoke table and the guy picks the karaoke thing back up and keeps singing. And, and it's a table song too. Turtles and New Mexico and Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> With the mention of Patrick Duffy, it had to be written by Matt and Trey. Oh, most definitely. Like, what's the uh, what's the Sasquatch kind of monster that's on South Park that has the Patrick Duffy leg? Oh shit! What was that thing? Scuttle Scuttlebutt? Was it? Sc- yeah, it was Scuttlebutt. Something like that. So the next day on the porn set, uh, there's a new porn. Scuzzlebutt. Scuzzle with Z's, not T's. Okay. Uh, the next day on the porn set, there's a new porn actress, and. She- this guy's banging her from behind, and she's just like, ring the bell, ring the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Oh, sorry, not, not just some guy, Joda boy. Joda boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, line. And the line is, you guys got me so horny. I'm like, is that really that important that we get that line? <laughs> you have? She's a professional. She doesn't want to mess up. But she is, she's riding on top of Orgasmo, and Orbison tells him, you know, pretend you're enjoying this. <laughs> Joe starts doing these little circles with his arms. It's like how you do like, you know, those warm-ups and like calisthenics and like gym class. Yeah, he's just lying on his back with doing these little tiny circles. And so Orbison's like, grab her breast or something. And Shadow Boy says, you know, you can grab them, they're not real. He's like, oh, okay. So he grabs them and it's like, huh. <laughs> he makes this honking like a truck horn. It's the first time I ever caught that. I totally missed that all the all the times before. Oh, really? There's a couple times where stuff like that happens. Yeah. But then, you know, Just Master Zero's henchman bursts through the door, and so Chota Boy wraps him up with his blue harpoon tang. Harpoon tang? Oh, I get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's blue, though. I don't know if blue harpoon is supposed to be a... Blue waffles? Ugh. Yeah, sorry. Don't Google that, people. Do not Google that. Yeah, fucking Google it. What do I care? It's your vomit. Not ours. Google Fournier while you're at it. Just Fournier, not Evan Fournier. Yeah, he ties him up with this blue harpoon tang. And then um, this actress is like, all right, boys, how about we get really nasty? (laughs) She starts like trying to take her top off, but she's wearing heels and standing on a bed with silk sheets. So she like flies backwards, lands on her head and shoulders, flips off the bed. And you hear Dave from off camera go, dude, she's dead. dead. She was she was like folded over on the back of her head and neck against a wall, not moving. She tacoed. Oh, she bit it good. I have to give it like you know credit to that actress. She yeah. went for it. 
So that night, Chota Boy invites Joe over to his house, which is huge. It's a beautiful house. Bought and paid for. Bought and paid for. Um, but he says it through all his patents. I would have thought it was through porn, but... Porn didn't pay that well in the 90s, I don't think. It's now that it makes money, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. But he's got this little shrine with like a hamster on it. <laughs> and he uh, he tells Joe that he used to do hamster-style kung fu, but he you know he, he doesn't do kung fu anymore. Or he doesn't do hamster-style anymore. Why not? Says, I vowed to my father I would never use hamster-style again. <laughs> I get this flashback of him as a little kid. Eating this giant bowl of cereal. That is the biggest goddamn cereal bowl I've seen in my entire life. Seriously. I've looked for bowls like that for cereal, and I've never found one. I'm always looking for one, you know, cereal bowls. Like, like I have that. mixing bowls that big, but not cereal bowls. No. But he's just like, hey, Dad, I don't think I'm going to do hamster style anymore. Oh. His dad's just reading the paper. It's like, oh, that's nice. Kid goes back to eating his cereal. <laughs> Present day, Chota Boy's just like, that's how it went down, man. I can still smell the newspaper. <laughs> so he takes Joe downstairs and he shows him this device he's made, which is a real life orgasmerator, which is the machine that Orgasmo wears on his hand that shoots a beam, which makes people come. Uh oh. I don't know why they're so angry. Maybe because they're both neutered and they can't experience. <laughs> The orgasmerator. So Joe puts it on and he, he shoots Chota Boy with it. And it makes this noise. It's just like. That's how Joanna screams on a roller coaster. <laughs> I was worried where that was going to end. I took it in a completely different direction. <laughs> but so they, they go out on the town to just kind of test it out. They blast a couple of hot girls who sit there and just like start gyrating while some dude watches eating a hot dog. He's like, hey, I like where this is going. I've seen movies like this. <laughs> they blast some Hasidic Jews. Oh, they get all happy. Uh, they see Dave, who's talking to somebody. Really, like, like, theatrically, too. He's, like, really into this conversation. Oh, yeah. He's telling a story. But they blast him, and he's just like, oh, ah, uh, uh, and then goes right back to tell the story. <laughs> Doesn't even miss a beat. Yeah. They blast this old lady in a walker who's like starts humping the walker and riding it like a pony. Uh, they blast this cop who's frisking a dude. And so the cop starts like dry humping the guy from behind. <laughs> Sla- and lays his like, hand and slaps his ass. <laughs> grabs his ass and then gives him a kiss. Oh, oh LAPD has been dirty forever. That just proves <laughs> it. So the next day, we're on the set of Orgasmo. Joe is tied to a bed in a set made to look like the Garden of Eden. Looks good, huh? And Orgasmo, or, or, or Orbison, tells him that, all right, in this scene, the evil T-Rex has kidnapped you and transported you to the Garden of Eden. And so Joe's like, why do they call her T-Rex? And then they use the Jurassic Park joke, which is still used today. Yeah. But this woman comes out, and if you look in the credits, she's credited, or her, like, it says T-Rex, and the actress's name is listed as The Fat Lady Stripper. And this is the only movie she's ever been in. And this woman is enormous. She's a big girl. Yeah. And she's wearing very little. Uh, 
I wish she was wearing more. <laughs> not to but body shame, out. but you know, it's not my thing. Uh, yeah, she comes out, and the like you said, the whole room is shaking with each step, and it's Trey Parker doing her voice, <laughs> and it's like the early versions of Cartman. I feel like yeah, it was definitely Cartman's voice. She comes out, and she's like, "All right, guys, I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me come." Or I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> so she jumps on top of Joe, breaks the bed. Collapses. And she's just like grinding on him. And she's just like, come on now. Oh, baby, Be- fudge me now. Fudge me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is she saying fudge me? I don't know. They say fuck every other time. Maybe she's also Mormon and can't swear. <laughs> But Joe just goes away to his happy place. You know, he just has this out-of-body experience where he's off with Lisa, just running through, you know... Utah, but it's definitely L.A. Fields of daisies and... Agave cactus. And then he come, crashes back to reality, and Tina Rex is like, Come on, love a baby! <laughs> <laughs> so, after the shoot, uh, Dave is getting a group photo. He's like, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I'm really going to miss you guys when this is over. And then he's taking the picture and he's like, say Getty Lee. Who's Getty Lee? Getty Lee, best bass player ever. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't he wearing, uh, I almost said Ario Speedwagon, but I meant. Uh, Rush? Rush. Was he wearing a Rush like three-quarter sleeve baseball shirt? He was definitely wearing a three-quarter sleeve shirt. I didn't notice if it was a Rush shirt. That would make sense. Yeah. He's wearing a three-quarter sleeve baseball shirt through the entire movie, tucked into his jeans. Yeah, his tight jeans. His very, very tight jeans. They might as well be called jeggings at this point. They're that yeah, this, tight. This is before like skinny jeans were a thing, so they're just tight jeans. They're very tight jeans. But Joe asked Chota Boy, you know, you think anyone in Utah will see this? He's like, dude, they make so many of these every year. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Cut to. We see VHS is just coming out en masse. You almost expect that song like But the porno theater has a line around the block of people coming to see this. Uh, we see Joe is on the cover of AVN magazine, Dirty magazine, Throttle for Men magazine, <laughs> and QG, which I thought was funny because it's, it's clearly GQ, but they just flipped the letters. Yeah. Uh, Joe calls up Warbison and tells him he hasn't been paid. And Warbison's like, oh, you know, I was just going to the post office right now to drop those checks in the mail. So don't worry. It's coming. We see Joe and Chota Boy on the cover of Time, which is actually Time. For sure. Hey, do you remember when you were the Time uh, person of the year? Oh, yeah. That was the dumbest shit. <laughs> I think it was 1997, too. Uh, we then see people, like, literally fighting to get into the theater to watch Orgasmo. There's a mob trying to get in to watch this movie because the internet didn't exist you couldn't stream it on Pornhub yet that's true Por- yeah you you had to either like buy a vhs or go to a, a dirty theater that was you know all the floors were all sticky very sticky and you never know where but it's not popcorn yeah you didn't know where george michael was <laughs> oh rest in peace that, that was a bathhouse that wasn't a theater oh my bad no it's peewee herman in the theater i was gonna say you didn't know where peewee herman was that's it there was just so many people doing dirty things like that. Uh, Joe wins an AVN award, which is the adult video news. 
Network? What is that? I honestly don't know. Uh, we see Orbison looking at Variety, and Orgasmo is number three in the box office. And I'm not talking, like, the porno box office. Like, number one was E.T., I think number two was Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, and number three was Orgasmo. Orgasmo. So this is like, if this was, like, if we're in kayfabe still, Orgasmo is a top ten movie all time from the yeah. box office standard. Like, you know, Titanic, The Avengers, and all that shit past it, Avatar. But still, Orgasmo's probably right around 9 or 10 in modern day. In That's K-fabe. crazy. In kayfabe, right. In kayfabe. So Orbison throws this big party. There's a band there called Los Naked Mariachi. <laughs> uh, I'll let you piece that one together of what they look like and what kind of music they play. It's just not a clever name. Like the shitty Beatles. <laughs> uh, we see the actress from before, the one who died. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's dead. Turns out uh, her name is her name is Georgie. Georgie, Sorry, what were you saying? and she got bigger tits. Yeah, she says. I, uh, my doctor says I have enough silicone in me now to kill a small ele- elephant. Isn't that cool? And he's like, oh yeah. Um, Dave comes up to Joe and he's like, "What do you think of this band?" Joe's like, eh, "Fine, I guess." <laughs> Dave says, "I think they kind of sound like Depeche, Depeche Mode." Mode. <laughs> Which no, they sound nothing like Depeche Mode. No, nobody sounds like Depeche Mode unless they're a Depeche Mode cover band. And even then they don't sound like Depeche Mode. Yeah, and this is a mariachi band. <laughs> but he says, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think Depeche Mode is a sweet band. Got a couple good songs. We cut to G Fresh Sushi. The thugs come in again before the place is open, and they just beat G Fresh with an aluminum bat. Over and over and over again. Yeah, they, they throw him against a wall, but all he has is this little cut on his cheek. <laughs> and I have to say, it, this gets me in any, t- any movie, any TV show, but like when it's obviously a doll that they've replaced a person with to do the stunts, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it pops me every single time. Like it, this and that episode of Married with Children where Al and Jefferson try to put up the satellite dish and they're constantly falling off the roof gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. They're, when they're throwing him up against the wall, it's so clearly a mannequin. And then they're just like, "Sign the papers," and G Fresh is like, "Yo, mama, mama sign, sign the papers." Yo, mama. <laughs> well, finally, they just they beat him so bad that he signs the papers. Back at the party, Orbison announces that he is got, he wants to do a part two of Orgasmo, and he offers Joe forty thousand dollars. And this movie just made a billion dollars, and he's only going to give forty k. I mean, that is double what he made for the first one, though. It is. It you know, if you're going by you know SAG scale, it's probably what he could get. So Joe tells Lisa that they're going to do a sequel, and she's like, "To death of a salesman? Doesn't he die at the end?" No. And uh, <laughs> he's he's like, "Well, uh, yeah, but in this one, it's his twin brother who wants revenge." And she's like, revenge? Didn't he kill himself? And he's like, no, that's what you were led to believe. He was actually killed by the CIA for <laughs> selling smack to Nazis. <laughs> you know what? I'd watch that. <laughs> and it would probably make our list. You know, probably. Coming in 2025, the sequel to Death of a Salesman. But he tells her that it's $40,000, and so she screams in his ear again, although he pulls the phone away this time. Yeah, he was smart. She says, we could almost buy a house. And I'm like, what, $40,000? Oh, it was Utah in the 90s. You know, no one lived there yet. Just Mark Eaton. 
Jerry Sloan. Michael Heron, Jimmy Flaherty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they live in Boston. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they say Jesus and I love you and hang up the phone. I love the photo that they have next to both of their phones of how just like, you know, she's smiling, all cutesy. And he has the biggest like, oh, my God, this is the best day ever grin on his face. <laughs> um, let's see. So the next day. um. We are introduced to the newest member of the cast for Orgasmo 2, A-Cup. Great name. Who is probably my favorite person in this movie. It's like his first and last movie, basically. <laughs> I didn't think he was bad. Why isn't he in more stuff? Was he I just like know. a friend or something? No idea. But he does like all these karate moves. And every time he's like, Kia! Throws up a big old X. Yeah. Constantly wearing a Speedo and a tight shirt. But he is playing Orgasmo's new arch, arch nemesis, Neutered Man. Well, surely Orgasmo defeats him. Kevin, so I would like to do something that I call Splatterpiece Theater. All right. This is new. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I've just put the section in the chat. So I am going to play A-Cup. Okay. And you will play Orgasmo. Okay. Don't you get it? Neutered man! He has no balls! Orgasmo's little ray won't work on him! But Orgasmo beats him, right? How? Well, Orgasmo would find a way. How? I don't know. Read the script, Duder. Orgasmo doesn't find a way. Neutered man escapes! Damn, you could have been in that movie. I know, right? It was meant for you. That was... Splatterpiece Theater. Thank you. The dog liked it. I don't know. Maybe she didn't. She just got off. <laughs> She's like, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> New dad's a little weird. So we then they're filming a scene at the Greek Parthenon. <laughs> and uh, these two girls are tied up. Neutered man has them held captive. And there's a stereotypical, you know, it's all Greek to me joke. <laughs> Which has multiple meanings. But, you know, Orgasmo tries to use his ray and it doesn't work, obviously. So, I, I don't even, does he just, like, punch him and he runs away? Or how does that? Basically, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then the women are like, how can we ever repay you? Because literally every scene ends that way. Yeah. What can we do for you? I know a way. So they call for the stunt cock and this black guy comes out. <laughs> and Orbison is like, um, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's. Tim or Tom or something. I don't remember his name. Yeah. But, um, they were like, that's, that's the new stunt cock. And Orbison's like, and you don't see a problem with this? Takes a long look. Nope. And Orbison's just like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and IMDb, he's credited just as black stunt cock. <laughs> and the other one is white stunt cock. That's fucked up because they give him a name in the movie. Yeah. They like say his name. That's Tom. Yeah, I think they said, yeah, that's Tom. Um, but Dave comes up to Joe and he's like, hey, is that, the, is that a new costume? He's like, no, I think it's the same one. He's like, oh, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you got a really nice ass. <laughs> so that night we see G Fresh tells the guys what happened, tells them that he's closing up shop while he sings some sad karaoke. There's nothing sadder than a sad Japanese man. 
Uh, so Chota Boy starts trying to come up with a, a way to help him, and suddenly he's like, Jesus! Where? <laughs> Such a dumb joke. But it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. And it works still. Like, people will look at you so weird if you're like, you hear somebody exclaim Jesus, and you just shout over everybody, where? It's, it's always funny to me. I don't care. I agree. Yeah. Funny every single time. We... We're Kevin and I are in a Slack channel, and we set up a Slack bot to just say where whenever someone says Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and it's not going away. <laughs> as long as that Slack is open, it's gonna say where. <laughs> but so Chodoboy says they can wear disguises and use the orgasmerator, and so Joe eventually agrees as long as they can wear disguises. So they go to the club next door. And I love the guy at the door pats Joe down, even though he's wearing this giant machine on his arm. And the guy just like pats down his sides and just like, all right, you're good to go. You're good. Gives him the thumb over his shoulder. <laughs> uh, they go up to the employees only section. Chota boy breaks into the breaks, breaks, pick locks the door using the slim Johnson, <laughs> which is a, a dildo lock pick. And it's a good like 12 by nine. dildo. <laughs> Nine's not inches wide, but around. Yeah, it's a, it's it's girthy. It's a stretcher, as they say in the industry, I assume. I don't know, I just made that up. He didn't make it up, he knows. I don't have a porn addiction, okay? Um, we see the, the thugs start arguing over who's going to kick their asses. And so finally one of them gets up, and Chota Boy just knocks him out. One punch. One punch, out cold. Joe orgasmerators, the second guy, Chota Boy starts rabbit punching him in the gut. For like five minutes. Yeah. Joe orgas- orgasmerators, the other guy who pulls a gun on him. Chota Boy pulls out the blue harpoon tang, ties him up. Chota Boy then just pulls out just, just a big rubber dildo. Nothing special about this one. Nope. It's just a big white floppy member. And he just starts like smacking the guy across the face with it and then kind of like tickling him with it. Yeah. Where's the contract? Gets the contract. They run out. They jump into the dance floor. Chota Boy stops to grind on some redhead. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe's fighting the security guard. Asks to pull Chota Boy off this chick. Yeah. Joe kicks the security guard's ass, runs out. Chota Boy parkours over the car into the front seat. We see the three thugs run after him, and one guy's like, Curses! Really? Curses? Curses? I I love using like curses, and I love yeah. the face of the guy as he's building up to it too. He's just like I know he's contorted face, and he's like curses. He's so earnest. He really means it. And these guys are uh, credited with uh, their names in IMDb as Jimmy the Fish, Tommy the Shark, and Randy the Guppy. I know one. Of, I knew one of them was Guppy because they they call him Guppy at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was actually that scene. They call him Guppy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But so Joe goes home and Lisa surprises him by showing up at his apartment. <laughs> and she says, you know, that she's going to stay until the show's over. And <laughs> Joe's, you know, feigning excitement. And he says, well, you can't, you know, you can't stay here, obviously, because we're not married. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't like that. But she says, you know, Heavenly Father will let us live together as long as I sleep on the couch. Like a good woman should. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to make sure she hears this. 
Next day on set, we see A Cup doing his stretches, and like people are walking by and they're like, "Hey, A Cup," and he's like, "Shut the fuck up." Hey, how you doing, A Cup? Fuck off. <laughs> and then there's one guy walks by and doesn't say anything, so he's just hey. like, "Hey, get back here," and like points down, and so the guy like puts his head down by his ass, and A Cup just farts on his head. <laughs> now get the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. <laughs> Uh, Chota Boy is doing a scene against the evil Lobstra. Played by Hall of Famer Chasey Lane, who's had many songs written about her, most notably The Bloodhound Gang. That's right, yeah. But she, she tells Chota Boy, if you don't tell me where Orgasmo is, I'll screw you, you to death. death. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. And then right as she's about to undo her bra, big old man-ass covers up the entire you know, frame. That's one thing about this movie that disturbs me so. Anytime we're about to see some boobies, we get hairy man-ass instead. Yep. Every goddamn time. And so the guy's like, hey, where do you want me? And they're like, you're not even in the shot yet. So not only did we get deprived of boobs for hairy man-ass, it was for no purpose. Zero purpose. Just to deprive us of some boobies. Backstage, A-Cup is hassling Georgie. Joe comes up and says, you know, hey, Leave her alone. And so he just drops Georgie on the floor. Oh. <laughs> he punches Joe. They start fighting. Orbison comes and pulls him apart. This is when we find out that A Cup is Orbison's nephew. Makes sense. And Orbison says, Hey, the both of you better stop scrapping or else you'll be sleeping with the fishes, see? <laughs> and so it's almost like if you weren't sure if Orbison was a mobster before. Now you know. Only mobsters say sleeping with the fishes, see? <laughs> You wouldn't see a whole lot that deep down, though, if they were dropping you off properly. Not that I've dropped bodies in deep water before. Anyway. Uh, a, a cup just farts in his hand and throws it in Joe's face and walks away. <laughs> Does that actually work? I've never tried it or had it done to me. I don't know. I've done it to people and they reacted, but it could just be like the thought of it. Yeah. Like, oh, God, no. <laughs> we then see Chota Dog. Just... This chocolate lab wearing the, the Chota Boy helmet. <laughs> I think I'm going to dress Dawkins up like that for Halloween. Make him Chota Dog one year. Are you going to be Chota Boy? I'd be a big Chota Boy, wouldn't I? You would. I don't have the body to play Chota Boy. I have the, ch- I have the body to play T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody want to see that? Nobody wants to see that. So Lisa is at a video store. And she's in the religious section, I guess. I don't, I don't remember seeing <laughs> those at Hollywood video, but... Jesus of Nazareth, one through six. <laughs> the movies they have are Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Healer, Jesus Scissorhands, Pulp <laughs> Jesus, The Good, The Bad, Jesus, and Raging Jesus. Played by Robert De Niro. <laughs> um, they have Orgasmo up on the TV. So that's how big of a cultural icon it is. That even though it's porn, this video store is like, well, we're going to watch this, obviously. Yeah, it's a good story. And I love there's this scene in the version that they're watching where Orgasmo is like, here they come, duck. And they duck behind this little wall. And you just see uh, Chota Boy's dildo helmet flopping back and forth (laughs) on top of the wall. I really wish like there was like, they could cut off the sex. Eh, Keep the sex in. But I want to see the full Orgasmo movie. I want to yeah. see what it was meant to be. I can fast forward and, for the parts I don't want to see. 
And how could it have possibly gotten that popular? Yeah. Belise asked the guy at the store, you know, hey, uh, what movie is this? And the guy's like, what movie is this? Have you been living in a cardboard box? No, I'm from Utah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, on set, they, uh, Orbison introduces Joe to Natsuko and Haruko, who are both uh, they're these, these two Asian women. And they're both like, hi. <laughs> very sweet. Very nice. Very evil. <laughs> well, yeah, they are evil because they're the new supervillains. They are. The ass fuck twins. Can't we say the naughty twins or. No, no, you can't call them the naughty the twins. twins. Why would you call them the naughty twins when they get fucked in the ass all the time? <laughs> well, that's pretty naughty. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> But Orbison tells him, you know, hey, hey, I, no more your bullshit. Just do what I say. My need to kiss your ass is over. And Joe is now part of the dark, dark valley porno scene. I assume this is like Chatsworth or Encino or some shit. But so they start rolling and he's like, I'll find a way to break free. <laughs> if he says it fast. God won't be so angry. <laughs> Maybe Jesus won't notice. <laughs> but Chota Boy bursts in and sets off his cock rocket. It's basically just this big dick that he puts on his dick. cod piece <laughs> and launches it off. And he yells, cock rocket! <laughs> but Orbison's like, you call that an explosion? I said, make it bigger. He's like, all right, I'll make it bigger. Jesus. Where? <laughs> So they call for the stunt cock. Stunt cock. Guy shows up. Hey, how you doing? It's the original stunt cock. Yeah, he's back. Orbison tells him, you know, just get in there and fuck. He says, but I haven't slapped my ass yet. And it, people, you can say this anytime, anywhere. It works. And I love he does these like this little, this quick little butt tap and then runs in. Yeah. And then Dave's like, ass fuck twins. Woo! <laughs> but he goes up to Joe and says, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I'd kind of like to make love to you tonight. And Joe's a little taken aback by that. He's like, you know what? I got to get the fuck out of LA now. <laughs> uh, then all of a sudden on set, the, the three goons show up eating happy tarts. All with uh, their own individual flavors. And they all have their own box of happy tarts. God, I wish happy tarts were a real thing. And we find out that they work for Orbison. Hey, that guy looks familiar, boss. Yeah, of course he does. He's Chota Boy in the film. So Joe goes home and he sees Lisa watching Orgasmo. Blowing her eyes out. Yeah. And she says, you know, how, how could you do this? How could you sleep with all those women? And Joe says, you know, I, I, I didn't. It's, it's, a, it's a stunt cock. Stunt cock? And she's like, so you aren't touching those women's breasts? He's like, no. That's, that's all special effects. effects. Oh. She says, really? And he goes, no. no. <laughs> he almost lied to her. She tells him that he has to quit. And he's like, I can't quit. There's two more days of shooting. And then we'll have all the money that we need to start our life. And I don't have to ever have to come back. And she's like, no, you have to quit now. And he's like, stop yelling at me. Criminy. And she, she reacts like he just said, you fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing she's ever heard. Like, cr yeah. well, criminy is a C word. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she walks out and she says, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. 
but I hope you're happy in the life you've chosen. Don't you quote Dickens to me in my apartment. <laughs> and if you ever quote Dickens around me, I will say that to you. <laughs> Anytime that I recognize a Dickens quote, that's coming out. Back in Orbison's office, we are introduced to Sancho. Oh, man. Do you have the quote pulled up? Because we could do another Splatterpiece Theater here. Um, I mean, I have Sancho's part memorized. All right. You be Sancho. I'll be Max. All right. All right. What's your I'm name? Sancho. Again? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know where we were starting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go. From, from the top. What's your name again? I am Sancho. Look, I get a lot of people auditioning all the time. What makes you think that you'd be good enough for porno? I am Sancho. Great. But what do you do? What do I do? I am Sancho. And? There are many Toms in the world. Oh, shit. What's What's the second name he says? Jeffs. And many Jeffs as well. But I am Sancho. And? Are you Sancho? No, you are not Sancho. Neither is Scott Bayo Sancho. Frank Gifford, he is not Sancho. But I. You are Sancho. (laughs) Okay, you're hired. (laughs) And scene. God, we could act. Well, you've been in a full feature length movie. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You got the chops. <laughs> Sancho, you know, you love A Cup. I love Sancho. Uh, Sancho Sancho's classic. But Joe comes in and he says, you know, look, I, I, I want to quit the movie. And Sancho goes, oh my God, it's Orgasmo. I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm not Orgasmo. And you just off screen, you hear him go, I am Sancho. <laughs> that kills me every single time, too. Which the fact that it, it's off off screen, I feel like they added that in post. Like, yeah, they're just like, what if he just says, "I am Sancho" right there? And then they're like, "Fucking do it!" But Orbison tells Joe, he says, "Look, I own you, and I don't give a fuck what your contract says. You're going to do Orgasmo three, four, five, twenty, fucking, fucking seven, if I want you to." <laughs> he tells him, "You tell your fiance the wedding is off, and you be back here tomorrow morning, or you'll be sleeping with the fishes." See, <laughs> he's got to say it again. I don't think this is the last time we hear it either. It is not. But the Chota boy goes to Joe and he tells him that the goons are working for Orbison. But Joe's like, look, I'm leaving. I don't care. I got to go. Um, and he delivers a great line where he says, I'm not a superhero. I'm a Latter-day Saint. <laughs> That'd be a good t-shirt. Yeah. I wouldn't wear it though. No, not me either. I bet it would be big with the Mormons who listen to the show. Who probably will no longer listen to the show. <laughs> I mean, my mom. <laughs> I apologize for this episode to Taylor's mom. <laughs> but Orbison and his goons kidnap Lisa and they they bring her to the set and they tie her up and they call Joe and they say, Look, we've got your little fiance and you better come to set or else I'm not gonna send her away. I'm gonna blow her away. You understand? <laughs> Joe's like, You're saying she'll be sleeping with the fishes, see? <laughs> <laughs> But so Joe goes back to uh, Chota Boy and he tells him, you know, they they took my they took my cupcake. <laughs> He's like, so I'm in. Whatever we got to do to take these guys down. So Chota Boy's like, to the Orgasmobile. What? My, my Buick Century. I love that he has this really nice house in L.A., which even back then wasn't cheap, but he still drives like a fucking Buick Station wagon. Yeah. It's like, dude, up your car game just a little bit. And they're like, they're going to the set and joe is blasting these hymns 
and just like getting hyped up to these fucking church hymns. Oh, he is ready to explode. And Jonah Boy's just like, yeah, this shit's got to go. <laughs> but so they get there. Uh, Jonah Boy has this penis grappling hook. It didn't have a name, which surprised me. I bet they tried really hard and they couldn't think of anything. I mean, Blue Harpoon Tang wasn't entirely cre- uh, creative. I feel like, like they could have just called it like a grappling dong or something. Something, like. yeah, you're right. But so they climb the wall and this German Shepherd runs out. And so Joe orgasmerators the dog, and the dog just tackles Joe and starts humping him. Nonstop. They get to the door, Rogers opens the door, and they're standing there, and the dog is still humping Joe while they're standing on the front door. And he just busts up laughing. Yeah. So they start fighting Rogers and Ron Jeremy. Uh, Joe orgasmerators Ron Jeremy and then kicks his head in, which is... Similar to the thing with G Fresh, like this is so obviously a fake, like paper mache head. Yeah, it's or maybe like even ceramic. Because <laughs> I think it cracks, it breaks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it just like caves in. Yeah. Uh, Sancho steps into the door. Like, Orgasmerators him. Orgasmerator is him good. They, then they get to the set, and Orbison is like, "Get him!" and the boom mic operator and the cameraman all of a sudden know how to fight. Yeah. Just perfect karate too. Yeah. And the boom mic guy is like, he's swinging the mic around his head, like a Rhodesian fighting stick. Rhodesian. Cool. <laughs> but of course, you know, Joe and Chota boy kick the shit out of them with ease. They then fight a cup and Chota boy fights a cup. And the only way that he can beat a cup is to resort to hamster style. Chota boy, hamster style. I can't. I can't do it. And he's just getting beat. <laughs> and so finally he, like we see him flashing back to the, the scene where he's talking to his dad, but it's, it's him. Like it's the actor, but sitting at a giant table, eating a giant bowl. So he looks like a little kid. He is, that dude is like four foot five in real life. That's true. But so hamster style basically is he just like makes a face like a rodent and just scratches people (laughs) more or less. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So he scratches the shit out of a cup beats him. And then Joe calls him an asshole, which is the first time Joe has sworn in this whole movie. He's, he's evolving as a human. He said things like, uh, butt Lord. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this is the first time he calls him an asshole and then he farts on a cup's head. Well done. Well done, Joe. But so it's just, just Orbison now between them and Lisa, but the orgasmator is out of battery. Oh no. And so Orbison, like any supervillain, starts monologuing. You have to have the monologue. That's yeah. He, he's like a bond villain. He starts talking about, you know, I own this town. I'm the mayor, the governor, the police and the crime. Who are you to change that? And while he's monologuing, Chota Boy behind his back is like cutting the wire on a lamp. And so he takes the wire and he plugs it into the orgasmerator. And so right as Orbison says, who are you to change that? Joe's like, I'm orgasmo. And it lights up all electric purple behind him. Yeah, that stereotypical like whirring noise anytime something electrical starts up in a movie. I, I almost wish, though, that Joe would have had, like done a Batman voice. Like, obviously, this was pre like Dark Knight when the Batman voice really became a thing. Where are the drugs? 
I'm Orgasmo. <laughs> that would have made it. Can we get that redub, Matt and Trey, if you're listening to this? Yeah, really. But he just, he's Orgasmo Raidering. Oh, that's hard to say. It doesn't sound right, but. <laughs> you, you, you got it. You got it. Orgasmo Raidering. Uh, Orbison just over and over. And or- Orbison's like backing out the door. And finally he falls in the pool. He probably gets hit half a dozen times or more. Right. Falls in the pool. And there's all these like pool floaties of like whales and stuff. And so Joe says, looks like he's sleeping with the fishes. See? <laughs> and then two thumbs up from him and Chota Boy. <laughs> so Joe and Chota Boy lead the group out of the mansion, out into the front yard. And Chota Boy's like, one last thing, Max. I took your advice. Pulls out an even bigger cock rocket. He's like, I made it bigger. Slaps it on his cod piece. Shoots it right into the front door of the mansion. Good aim. The mansion, which is definitely not a, a model. Definitely not explodes. a model. <laughs> <laughs> just explodes and like is burning. And yeah, it's obviously a model. <laughs> not a particularly well done model. No, not at all. Every time I see that, like, I think of like the Monty Python line. It's just a model. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love Chota Boy's like, you know, I'm, 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 thank you for making me do hamster style again. I, all these years, I don't really know what I was running from. I, I mean, I guess you could say I was running I was from running yourself. Orgasm, yeah, like, yeah, from yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. we got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave shows up and he's like, whoa, what's going on? And Sancho is just like, superhero kicked everyone's ass. <sighs> it's like, oh. I'm Dave, by the way. I am, I am Sancho. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think fire is very romantic. romantic. And Dave gets super excited. Yeah, I like to think that Dave and Sancho fell in love at that point. They ran away to Puerto Escondido, and they had many Sancho and Daves together. You said they had many Sancho and Daves? Yeah, they adopted. Oh, I thought that was just like the adventures of Sancho and Dave. Oh my God, I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that TV series. <laughs> so we see Joe and Lisa packing up their things. They're getting ready to move back to Utah. Chota Boy shows up in a new car. And not just any new car, but a pink Cadillac. Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, the Clash style. And so they're like, it's, it's him and G Fresh and uh, Georgie and uh, Julie Ashton. All just hanging out. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to say goodbye to Joe, you know, and getting all emotional. And finally, Lisa just says, you know, maybe, maybe this is what Heavenly Father has in mind for you. Maybe you need to, to stay here and clean up the streets. And so they start kissing. And at first, it's just like tight-lipped mouth pucker. Yeah. Mashing faces together. And then they just both just, their tongues come out and they just start going to town. It, it's the worst French kissing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's, it's pretty gross. But so they decide they're going to stay and Joe is going to clean up L.A. vigilante style. He's going to be the Phoenix Jones of L.A. <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Shout out to Phoenix. Or didn't something in- happen with him recently? Like he was also. Yeah, he went to jail for selling drugs. Oh, well, they could have been worse. Uh, they then pray together because superheroes <laughs> who pray together stay together. And so Joe says this nice little prayer, you know, and says protect me and all this stuff and god bless us 
God <laughs> bless us, everyone. <laughs> Show the boy says that. <laughs> and then we see Joe like look off to the side and give a thumbs up. And there's this like iridescent Jesus standing there. Just hanging out, very happy. And he just like gives him a thumbs up and walks away. <laughs> oh, and then everybody's giving each other hugs. Yep. And then there's this epilogue where we see Lloyd Kaufman, of all people. The legendary Lloyd Kaufman. Uncle Lloyd as a doctor. And Jill Kelly as his nurse, back when, you know, Jill Kelly was big. Um, yeah, I knew that that was a porn actress, but I did not know who it was. I always get her and Janine Linda Mulder confused, even though Jill Kelly was a lot more prominent back in the 90s. Her and um, yeah. the one that was always in ECW. Uh, I can't remember her name. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, Uncle Lloyd uh, tells Max Orbison, he says, you know, your, your testicles are the size of Florida oranges. He's like, yeah, tell me something I don't know. And Lloyd says, well, we're going to have to amputate your pee-pee. <laughs> That's what he says. He says pee-pee. <laughs> Doesn't say penis or testicles. Pee-pee. Yeah. This is a doctor, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but Orbison, you know, kind of freaks out at first, and then he just starts laughing. And he's just like, orgasmo, get ready to meet Newman Man! And fade to black. <laughs> All right. Go. I wish there was a sequel. They set up for one. Totally set up for one. If they did one, what is it? 27 years. 27 years later. 20 fucking seven years later. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I'd go watch it. Um, it's such like a superhero ending, though. Like, there's every superhero movie always kind of ends with that. And here's the next villain. Yeah. And it's, it would be Orbison, but as neutered man. Yeah. But would he be going to jail for like a lot of shit? Anyway, he probably gets out because he's a supervillain. He is the cops, the mayor, and all that good stuff. That's right. He's the police and the crime. There's no stopping Max Triple X Orbison. <laughs> of course, Triple X. <laughs> um, God, this is such a good movie. It's so funny. I honestly think I saw this for the first time, at least the last half of it, when I was like, Searching like skin of Max late one night and it was just on. <laughs> I think that's how I discovered it. And I was like, what the hell is this? I'm going to have to go find this at Blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, I understand the critics consensus that it may, maybe it's not their best work, but that's kind of a matter of opinion. And a lot of people, I mean, you yourself, you said this might be your favorite thing that they've done, right? I, I'm 90. I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. I love basketball. I love team America. But I think this is their best work. It's just so raw and funny through the entire thing. And they like they do so much goofy shit in it that it's like it's one of those things like basketball is much more polished. Like right. basketball was a studio film. It was. Yeah, this was like I think they wrote and pretty much shot this themselves. Yeah, this this was like them doing whatever they wanted. And it was just like I said, just goofy shit like like the car horn noises when someone got their boobs honked like it was slapstick in some it makes portions. no sense no yeah, it's slapsticky but it's funny it's you know it sometimes there, there's a fine line where slapstick can be like too cheesy right but the way they use it is just like it's one of those things where you, you may not even notice it at first yeah, like you and said. He, yeah, like I didn't notice the boob honking noise until today and I've seen this movie 10 times or more. Yeah. 
And so it's one of those things where you just like, you kind of stop and go, wait, what the fuck was that? Did they? Oh shit, they did. And the fact that it takes you a second to like really register, it makes it even funnier somehow. Exactly. And like they, it's not like a full on, like, you know, top secret or airplane or Kentucky fried movie slapstick. It's, it's subtle. It's in the background. It's like offhand, like, you know, you're orgasmo. I am not orgasmo. I am Sancho. I'm Sancho. <laughs> it's just subtle and like well-placed, like just random moments. Yeah. And just the comedy is just so absurd and I love it. Yeah. Who the hell? Oh, these guys love Mormons, but who the hell would have like, you know, what happens if we took two Mormons, one of them runs away and the other one becomes a porn star. <laughs> I mean, this obviously, you know, was a, uh, a precursor to Book of Mormon. Of course. I still yet to see that. Oh, dude, it's so good. I really need to see that. I've always wanted to see it live, but for I, the first time before I like watched it on TV or anything like that. I know they talked about like actually making a movie version of it. Yeah, I know there's YouTube videos of it floating around, but you know, I, I, I need to go see it. It won a Tony. My dad likes to brag that he saw the like original cast with Josh Gad. Oh shit. That's pretty badass. Um, but yeah, like I said, everyone that I've talked to that wasn't my girlfriend loves this movie. Um, Even my wife, who hates everything, loves this movie. Okay, she doesn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of guy funny. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's th- there's actually a scene where they talk about like how porno is just degrading for everyone. And, but, like, and there's an argument of, is it more degrading for women than it is for men? And it's very kind of... Uh, uh, it was a conversation that wasn't being had back in the late 90s. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, looking in on itself. What? Obviously, this isn't, isn't an actual porn movie, but um, right. just the satire of it. Yeah. Is this the only porno satire out there? Zach and Mary. Oh, Zach and Mary. Yeah, you're right. She frosted me like a fucking cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if Zach and Mary is on our list. I don't, I don't know. I what think it's too line. high. I think you might be right, but that's one of my favorite Tyler Labine uh, roles. He's the drunk Steelers fan. Oh yeah. Pocket check football. <laughs> and I need some coffee. So I'm drive home. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Where is, where is it? Jesus Christ? Where? <laughs> Over there. Zach and Mary is a 65%. It barely is on the other side of our threshold. Womp womp. Damn it. We should just do that as bonus content. We might. Yeah, because we both like porn. And Kevin's. If we start if we start doing bonus content, we uh we have a threshold we want to meet to start doing bonus content, and uh, we're not there yet. So make sure that you tell a friend to listen to the podcast. Tell two friends, have them tell two friends, have them tell two friends, and so on, and so on. And so on. Yeah. And then, and, and go leave us uh, Apple podcast reviews. Those help. Uh, you can put anything you want in the text box. Say so you want to ring our bells. Yeah. Just put ding tell, dong. Tell us that you think Depeche Mode is a sweet band. Tell, you like unicorns or fire is romantic. Or that your name is Sancho. Tell us anything you want. We would love to hear it. Just give us five stars. Uh, if you didn't like the show, I don't know why you're still listening. Don't worry about the one-star stuff. Just go find something better to do with your time. Yeah. Give us a rage five-star review and then move on with your life. That'll show us. Yeah, it will show us. Damn it.
Uh, you can also follow us on all social media channels as Cult of Splat. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle. Kevin, they follow you where? Uh, on Twitter, it is Kevin Nescota, and on Instagram, it is Nescoda D U H, not D A. There you go. So go join the conversation with us there. Uh, we would love to hear from you, and uh, you will hear from us again next week. So until then, see ya. Bye. Jesus and I love you.